All right. <laughs> oh, the finisher. I like it. Is that the symbols? Uh, we have <laughs> special guest Ryan Crum. Hair in my mouth. Ghost Tactician needs no call out because Ghost Tactician is here. Sponsorship. Plus, in Adam just called him out. So wait, if yeah. I do my own sponsor, <laughs> if I do my own sponsor announcement, do I pay you? You should no. You should say you guys are sponsored by Ghost Tactician. <laughs> yes, sponsored by me. And we also have and my Crum's fiance, Michaela. Last name that escapes me. Harvey. Harvey. You were halfway there. Proud of you. I was because your first name. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. Harvey Dent. <laughs> Harvey with Two Face. <laughs> two Face. What have you done with Harvey? <laughs> Scary face. Have you seen those? Oh yeah. Oh, oh man, those are some of my favorites. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? Oh, you're back. Oh, man. Today, we're talking about motivation. More specifically, finding your why. It's pronounced with an H. Your why. I was so confused when you said that. Yeah. Like, what? (laughs) You look confused. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about finding your why. Um Ryan surprised us by wanting to be on the podcast. He's like, well, I'm just ready for another one. I'm so ready. I know. I got to I got to listening to so many of them. And then every time I'm listening to you guys go back and forth, I'm like, God. These guys are idiots. They put too much other. I just want to be in the room with them and just contribute to this. Cause <laughs> yeah. I, there are times I'm listening to you guys and I feel like I'm just having this conversation with you in my own head and I'm contributing yeah. to it. And you guys don't respond well to me. So <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you contribute out loud to them. I don't I know do. that you realize I you do. do that. Do you? Yeah, I think I've yelled at you guys a few times. That's great. You should just call us whenever you <laughs> feel like yelling at us. You should tell me when you're recording. Oh. You'll just be like, oh, we have a special call in. You should just <laughs> be here <laughs> like you are right now. We have a caller. It's the same yep. guy every week. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? <laughs> Let us get our line open. <laughs> you should call in multiple lines yeah. with Merkel. What are you fucking calls. idiots doing right <laughs> yeah. now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. yeah, he surprised us and then... Uh, he said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, you're the guest, man. What do you want to talk about? And he said, I want to talk about finding your why. And uh, we like that topic quite yeah, a lot. You guys, you guys talked about um, mental fortitude last time. And I was just listening to all that stuff and the mental fortitude that you guys were talking about and everything. And uh, it got me my wheels turning in my head. And I was thinking about that, you know, the military service and all the things you guys talk about, you know. And one of the things Anthony brought up on the podcast was talking about you know, sticking to it, basically. Um, you see a lot of those New Year's resolution people, you know, they hit the gym and they get, you know, two to three weeks in and they give up. They're not seeing the results they want because they don't understand, you know, the dedication that it takes. Um, and with me being an instructor for the military, you know, one of the things that I teach is talking about, you know, it takes six weeks for your body to show any kind of actual sustainable improvement. It's to start showing results, to start showing um muscle strength, muscle endurance, muscle memory, you know, whatever it may be, those things don't really start to kick in until after the first six weeks of consistency, basically. And, and the average person really hitting the gym doesn't understand that. So they lose their motivation really quick. The first time they step on a scale, they don't see the weight they want, or they look in the mirror and they don't see the body they want. And, um, that, that always led me to understanding, you know, developing your smart goals, um, or, you know, having, having your why. 
understanding the why you're doing it and and maintaining that why understanding it every day so that you have a specific reason to attain that goal basically yeah so and we had a we had a good two-hour trip together today and, yeah and we basically put a whole <laughs> podcast last, discussion in there last minute emergency drive to lincoln <laughs> yep so. but yeah, uh I'd we had we had a good talk just about um like why we are in the service and like what the job is and stuff like that and yeah so um i you know you asked me the question on the drive and or you mentioned something about it and i talked about you know understanding my why and our first sergeant in our unit he he talks about it to our all the ncos and stuff and he brings up the the knowing your why and i always when i very first got in i i despised the question i didn't mainly because i didn't like the answer you know and so when i first joined the military and i was telling adam about this but it was I kind of fostered this mentality of I'm better than my father and I'm going to prove it every day in every way. And I realized that it was kind of a, it was kind of a bitter why, you know, it was, a, yeah. it was the wrong motivation, you know, it was out of anger. Um, he was a guy of service, but he did nothing reputable. He wasted his career. He got out on a bad note, um, you know, kind of tarnished his own name. So it was just kind of one of those things of when a drill instructor asked me for the first time, you need to know why you're here. You're never going to make it that's kind of what I just held on to. I just developed that mentality of I'm better than my father and I'm going to prove that every day, every way. And, uh, somewhere along the way, I realized how selfish that was as I started to build the camaraderie and gain those friendships and the brotherhoods and things like that. So you realize that, uh, the person next to you starts to depend on you. And it was, it was more motivating as you start to lose friends or you start to see things change or, you know, the military becomes something that you didn't expect it to be or, circumstances happen and you change branches or whatever it may be and then it became this mentality of uh you know fuck them and it was just a fuck them mentality after that so you know people were like why are you here you know why do you want to do this and it was like because fuck everyone you know because fuck you that's why and uh as time came on and i started to get launched into the leadership roles i started to learn a lot more about myself and what i was capable of I learned things at a faster rate. I memorized things well. I remember things. I retain knowledge very, very well. And I have a good way of teaching it. I have a good method. I have a, uh, I don't know, years <clears throat> of development in just being able to word vomit all of these things that are required in teaching people, you know, and throwing it all out there. And so from that, I kind of developed that new mentality and I've, I've held on to that new why and it's become... Uh, I actually have it written on a piece of paper and I keep it in my uniform pocket now. And whenever I'm just having the real shitty days and I'm literally asking myself, why the fuck am I still here? I pull up that piece of paper and it, all it says is because they need you. <clears throat> yeah. And so I've just always left it at that. And that's kind of what I hold on to. So you kind of started with like a superficial why you're in. And as you have developed, you've come up with, you've like refined it. Does that make it easier doing what you do now? having like a more refined and like actually beneficial reason for so doing what you do it making it easier no uh making it more motivating there we yes. go yeah and that's yeah. and that's i think the end state goal you mm -hmm. know what i mean so that was kind of my biggest thing was you know i talk i teach smart goals you know we talk about smart goals and smart's meant to be an acronym everything we do in the military is an acronym you know so it's mm -hmm. s is for specific and then uh, the M is 
uh, measurable, right? So you have to set a very specific goal. It has to be a measurable goal, you know, so you think in terms of, I want to lose weight. Well, how do you measure that? Well, you step on the scale, right? Or you mm-hmm. look in the mirror and you see a change in your body. So is it measurable? You know, I'm going to save money. You know, I want, I want a thousand dollars in savings. Um, from now it's January one by October, mid October. I want a thousand dollars in my savings account. So I'm going to save $50 a paycheck, two paychecks a month. I'm going to do that every month. I'll be able to check my account. I can measure it by October. I should have a thousand dollars. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it's, attainable right is it attainable are you able to reach that goal is it realistic right relevant so if you set a goal is it relevant in the sense of does it serve a purpose in a way that it actually benefits you in some extent right so Mm -hmm. yes it can be specific it can be measurable it can be attainable but is it relevant to your in-state goal overall right are you setting a goal that uh can be realistically attained in the sense of it's going to actually gain good benefit to you and your lifestyle. And then uh, the T is time bound, right? And you guys talked about it in your mental fortitude, right? If you don't put a timeline on something, you know, if you don't put an end state in which you should obtain that goal, you just make it this open-ended, endless timeline, uh, it's too easy to fall out of that motivation. Right. And we are talking about the rucking and all that stuff. And we're going to do a ruck on Thursday together. And that's always been my biggest thing when guys are like, how do you get faster? You know, how do you build the endurance? How do you push through it when it starts to hurt? And it's, it's literally, you know, I look at the watch and I look at a point ahead of me and I just say, this is the time now, by this time I need to be hitting that point. And I just literally do that every Mm -hmm. point that I go to, I'm going to run and I'm not going to stop running until I reach this point. And if I don't make this time, I have to keep running, you know, that type of thing. So that's the development of the smart goals. And if you, if you can find a way to develop your smart goals, I have it on our 120 day calendar at home in our office. And it's literally written at the top, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. And then I have smart written underneath it. And it's just a kind of a reminder to us of, you know, and all of the chaos, all of the bullshit, everything that we have going on in this 120 day period. And, and yes, the two of us combined can plan out literally 120 days in advance because we have so much going on all the time. And in that you kind of have to ask yourself, how the fuck do I set goals for myself? (laughs) Like, how do I, how do I find the motivation to continue looking at, I'm sitting at the end of March and I already have April, May, June, and July on the calendar ready to go. And anybody's going to look at that and go, holy shit. Like, July is four months away, but we look at our July and we're like, fuck, I dread that day when it comes because it's going to be busy as shit. You know, <laughs> she's gone for training. I'm gone for training. And, and the lead up to that point is just everything in between. There's no, there's no time off, you know? And so that's where you have to find those, those cheat days, right? So you guys talk about putting the cheat days in there and having that day to just kind of get yeah. back to yourself, relax, you know, catch your breath and remind yourself that, uh, you deserve a time to be a fucking human being again, basically. So it was like tonight, uh, I just randomly was literally sitting on the shitter and watching through like movie trailers and things like that. <laughs> and I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this uh, video come up and it was for that new movie, Nobody, that came out. It's the guy who does Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just walked in the office. She was sitting there working and I put the phone in front of her and just started playing the preview. She was like, yeah, no, that looks good. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. just go. You know, and it yeah. was, I was like, uh, we're going to meet these guys for the podcast between eight and eight thirty, And 
movie starts at six it's an hour and a half long we can leave the movie theater and head straight to their house like yep let's just fucking go when's the last time we got to go to a movie together and not since before covid hit march of last year you know so yep yeah we we're like that's a long fucking time and that was one of our favorite things to do like that was an ultimate pastor especially on a tuesday night at marcus theater's five dollar movies $5. you know so it was like right god bucket of popcorn cheap movie and a big soda and, you know you ever do the popcorn trick tour <laughs> oh what's the popcorn trick? Oh no! It's when you cut a hole in the bottom Actually, of popcorn. Actually, do I want to know? Cut a hole in the bottom of popcorn. You've seen that. You've seen that porno. You put it on your lap. <laughs> no, that that has never been pulled. Dang. Well, sorry, miss, to missed opportunity. You. Or poked. Yeah. <laughs> or, or poked. That means I, there's still time. I think there's an important note in that. I I'd seen this uh, quote that was like, "You wouldn't take a road trip without stopping for gas." <clears throat> You right. know, and I think it's, that's the same thing for your goals. It's like, that's your time to kind of replenish your motivation. Yeah. You know, I'm, I understand like the value of consistency, but there's also value in being able to take a break. Well, and, and consistency isn't mean, it doesn't mean kill yourself six days a week straight. You yeah. know, it's, oh, yeah. it's just have a consistent schedule of, I'm going to go to the fucking gym today. You know, I'm going to, yep. I'm going to obtain this objective. I'm going to complete this task. Yep. You know, you talked about it last time. It was the, the Navy SEAL Admiral or whatever he was. And yeah, make your bed. Yeah. He talks about just make your bed. You know, if mm-hmm. you do nothing else in a day, at least you come home from a shitty day that never went according to plan to a freshly made bed, yep. you know, and it's the same thing. It's just, it's pick that one task that, that simple smart goal, right? that you can accomplish first thing in your day and you can just check that off and say, yeah, I've accomplished something today. Yeah, I'll donate, you know? So um, I think we even talked about like the attainable and like what's realistic for you. Right. And I just had the small one cause I kind of do it on like a graph of like what's going to have the most impact and right. what is actually within your reach. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, there can be something that's going to have huge impact, but if it's far out of your reach at this time or it's, really going to take all of your efforts and a lot of your goals are going to fall by the wayside. It's just not worth chasing right now. Exactly. Cause you're going to set yourself up for failure. And it was a small thing of just moving my phone charger away from my bed. Yeah. That was yeah. it. That was it. And, and that's had a huge difference on my ability to, to sleep. Yeah. yeah. You know, my big one was running, you know, I yeah. went from like a mile a day to like trying to do marathon training within like a few weeks. And I was running four weeks and I was running 13 miles at once. And I had a Achilles tendon tear. Yeah. And like now that I actually have a coach, he's to show me how to run and like give me actual things to follow. Like I'm already up to six miles easy. Bend yeah. forward, hit the balls of your feet. Oh uh, yeah. All that yeah, stuff. That give me stuff, pointers, yeah. watching like sending videos and just like doing, instead of just like running straight, like, you know, I do right. intervals. I'm doing like we were, what were we saying? Relays. I was doing a, uh, like, um, I'm new, I'm new to all this running terminology. And it was like 30, really 60s and 30, stuff 30, like 60, that. 120 is all that stuff. Yeah, all that yeah. stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like everything like that. So I'm getting really in depth into it and yeah. it's so much easier now. Like my body's nowhere near as in much pain. Like I did mm-hmm. a five mile pretty quick yesterday and feel fine. I'm supposed yeah. to do, when we're done here, I got to go do some other stuff, but yeah. Well, and like the coach in me, here's like your goals when you first started the military and it brings up that idea of like extrinsic and intrinsic goals. Yeah. And he talks about how like I'm going to be better than my father. And you, the examples you gave were like he wasn't a person of, you know, good reputation or reputability. And it's like that 
that's an extrinsic extrinsic goal in the sense that it's like how people viewed him you know what i mean and you wanted to be viewed better than him right and that's and and we talked about this on the car ride today like putting your putting your stock almost or like your currency and other people's opinions of you and whatnot and there there's good sides to you know of course you don't want to have a bad status but yeah exactly also not be a status chaser and then your other goal now has nothing it really doesn't have anything to do with you no it has to do with the need that other people have of you and that, I mean, that's what actually gives you intrinsic value is that responsibility. And, and it was like we talked about, you know, you have the alpha male, the bravo male, you know, or the beta male, sorry. And then you have yeah. the, we talked about that omega. And uh, it's, I, I went from, I went from being raised as a beta kid, you know, yeah. I was supposed to be um, submissive and, and f- live in fear at all times and disciplined and just do as you're told <clears> and you know, hide in the corner until the beating comes or whatever it is. And, and from that, you know, pushing through that, persevering and, 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 you know, making that endeavor part of my life or whatever it is Mm -hmm. growing past it, you, you know, like fuck that basically. And you become that, that alpha male of, I'm not, I'm not going to bow to anyone anymore. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to take charge and I'm going to, you know, master of my own fate type of mentality or whatever, you know, adopt the Invictus and all that. But eventually along the way like i said you you fall in love with the ones next to you you know and you you build that family and you come up with that camaraderie and the brotherhood and all that stuff and you you kind of have to take a step back look at yourself and go you know what am i fucking good at and what am i capable of and and how do i contribute to this and first you have to answer the question do they need me you know and then if you can't answer that question it's how do they need you yeah you know and then what can i do to provide that you know what that supplemental needs basically to mm-hmm. fulfill that role and uh i think that was the hardest part throughout all of it you know as i grow up and and i was telling adam earlier like as i learned that about myself and i learned what i was supposed to do and things like that you know being in a nurse company and things like that guys would show up and i was the one who was willing to have that hard talk with them and go hey look i'm gonna see you as twice the man anybody else is gonna think you are if you're willing to just come to me and tell me i can't fucking do this it's not for me you know, and I'll figure out what it is you are good at and I'll find you a better home. I'll put you somewhere where the army needs you, right? Because you need to be needed ultimately. But if you stay here in this unit and you suck it up and you hold on to your pride and you be that beta male that just shrieks in the corner and you don't stand out, no one's going to see you. No one's going to remember you. Right. And they're going to forget about you and they're going to not care. And then you're just going to be a shit bag. And when you finally stand up and try to do something to people, they're going to tell you to fuck off basically because you've already demonstrated that you're scared. So, or you can't make the cut, you know, you don't have what it takes, whatever it may be. And that's just not an image you want for yourself. And it's because you weren't man enough to just stand up and say, it's not, it's not for me. This isn't where I fucking belong, you know? And I'd have guys come to me all the time, other NCOs or other leaders and stuff. And they'd come to me and they're just like, I I can't square this guy away. I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to say to him. And I'd pull him aside and I'd say, you know what? I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to beat you down. I'm not going to destroy you. I'm not going to smoke you. I'm not going to berate you and tell you what a piece of shit you are. I'm just going to pose you with a simple question. And I need you to be completely honest with me. Be a man about it and accept yourself for who you are. Do you want to be here? Do you think this is where you belong? Are you capable of fulfilling this role? And some of them are willing to just say, no, this is not for me. And I respect that. You have to, you know, I just respect that so much more. And you kind of have to do the same with yourself. But if we were talking about the Omega male, right? So it's the person that along the way, they, they stop focusing on being the alpha or the beta, but rather just, you know, you talked about the alphas there. They, what was the, 
study you were talking about like the coal miners right the miners yeah. get stuck and you have the alpha male right they're the first ones to stand up they take control of the situation they're telling people calm down let's get to work start digging this is what we're going to do and then when they find themselves feeling hopeless that's when the betas start to take over right they fall into that leadership role of care and comfort yeah care and comfort let's pray uh you're, it's going to be okay you know they've accepted fate basically and and they're there to just kind of hold you as the light fleets away basically and yeah um the omega is the one that just stands kind of firm in all of it the whole way you know what i mean and they they kind of keep that balance in there but we talked about the military setting the the quiet professional right mm -hmm. and so i have all these friends that are like ah oh, you should come <clears> to special <throat> forces you could do it you'd be there blah blah blah, blah. nobody ever gave me a reason why and i was like god i don't know like the sound of it fucking hurts like it sounds horrible and i'm so I'm old now and like beaten and just fucked up and, <laughs> and these guys are like hey, you're an omega you know like you're a quiet professional you just serve you just do it you just suck it up and you just keep going I was like okay well maybe one day so I, I set it as a goal and it's on top of the calendar and it says by 2022 go to selection so I'm gonna try out for it you know and I'd rather I'd rather say I went and was told no than not go at all and never have tried or whatever so we'll see what happens but <clears throat> that leadership or that understanding that why finding that motivation and being that type of leader. And, you know, you and I talked about it earlier, but it was, you know, it's uh people talk about, Oh, they're just not a good leader. And it's like, no, it's not that they're not a good leader. It's that you haven't accessed their good leadership skills, right? It's okay to be an alpha. It's okay to be a beta, you know, both yeah. are leaders. It's just a matter of having the right setting for their leadership time to kick in. Yeah. So again, that's, you know, we're talking about motivation and finding your why, but it's all about, it's finding your role too. Self-assessment. Yeah. yeah. That's self-assessment every mm -hmm. step of the way. And I think that all applies the same to your own fitness goals. It applies to your financial oh, yeah. stability. It applies to your career goals. You know, yeah. Michaela, she's working towards getting into med school and, you know, ask, what's your why? How's that going be a for doctor? you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not going to be a butt doctor. You don't know that yet. Um, it's been a long process. It's kind of sucked, truth be told. It was, you know, I did four years of undergrad at Creighton and got a degree in biology and commissioned in the army from there and loved that and decided to take a year off. And then COVID, that ruthless bitch hit. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I was supposed to take an MCAT and I got canceled four times and trying oh. to find the motivation to keep studying when, you know, I got a notification the first time that it was canceled and then the night before my test that I had rescheduled, I hadn't heard anything. So I went back on and canceled again and, and again and again. And it, it sucked. It sucked. Um, but I did it and didn't do as well as I know I could have, but still, still did well enough to apply. So didn't um, someone we know beat you in something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make him All listen right. to this one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Admit it. Say it. Say it. Say Chris beat you. Chris, Damien, and I went to an army course <laughs> together, and he beat me by one point on a test. Oh, <laughs> and I thing. will never stop hearing about that until Wins the day we win. both die. Where they win by an inch or a mile. It's probably gonna be <laughs> whoever dies first. That's gonna be read at the funeral. Legend has it. <laughs> <laughs> He will never mm. let me live that down. But um, I think at the end of the day, my why for going to med school is I've just watched too many people around me suffer and doctors, you know, maybe start with good intention, but 
healthcare has progressively become more and more about the numbers and and about the statistics and how many patients can you see in an hour and um how many pharmaceuticals you can pump into somebody and it it makes me very sad so um my why is i i want to be that doctor that starts to change that for people and and my goal is to do active duty military medicine because (laughs) military doctors have the worst reputation of all of them um but i've i've worked with good ones and i've worked with very intelligent ones who have horrible bedside manner and I've worked with bad ones. So I, I want to be that doctor that at some point changes the idea of, um, or the depiction of, of what a military doctor is. One I think broke that's Adam's arm. See, that was a medic. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, those are the worst. Yep. Just kidding. Mess we love our up. medics. Is an army medic or was it army medic? Yeah. <sighs> Didn't break my arm. It just, Hit me Pretty with much. Kryptonite. Didn't it like what did they say? What did the a doctor back here say? They ruptured your uh, like bursa sac. They put a flu shot right in my bursa sac. And then nice injected him. Bursitis, tendonitis. The orthopedic said it looked like a car wreck without the trauma. Yeah, from how much inflammation was in there. He Very was, good. He was pretty messed up. I remember you were so. And uh, where where did you receive this flu shot? Oh, it was the army. <laughs> I'm not going to call out any units. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Also, Off I think it's admirable air. that you're, as an army doctor, you're going to sign up for a full-time headache rather than just one big migraine once, <laughs> once a month. <laughs> I just, yeah. You're going to see so many peepees. <laughs> yeah. I so mean, many. regardless of if I'm <laughs> full-time active duty army yeah. doctor. That's so many or promises. You could probably. <laughs> 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 you, could, you could probably like cut your, your admission rate by 50% if you just gave them a penicillin shot before they even met you. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a preventative penicillin. Can you give it right in the penis? You can. Everything. You shouldn't. Yeah. You don't want I mean, to. You can, you can put yeah. it anywhere. It's not. <laughs> okay. You can. You just I like shouldn't. just I like try it. You should be the p- pioneer for that one. <laughs> I love the transition of like that's so admirable. What's your why? Like this is amazing. You're such yeah. a great. You're gonna see so much penis. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what they think about normally. So <laughs> yeah, penis They've is always on the mind. We penis did, is always we did fucking ruin mind. Anthony's weekend. I think oh, a little poor bit. Guy. Yeah. I heard about that. They made. Oh, we're about to let all me. of our listeners <laughs> they know about how me. weird you are. Penis promise. You want me to tell it or you want to tell it? I don't care. Anthony thinks the way you become best friends is by seeing your best friend's penis. Which makes Adam and I closer than Anthony and I. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's kind of surprising you haven't joined the military at this point. We say this all the time. That's what everyone says. Open base showers. It's it's a real thing. You make a lot of friends. You're my new friend. You're my new friend. Let's go down. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a good thing you haven't joined the military. You'd probably get beat up in the shower. I don't know. It's pretty accepting in today's army. They'd be like, you're a weird dude, but like, yeah. I'm just remembering all the sexual (laughs) harassment training we just had. Like Tony was kicked out of the military for sexual harassment. Yeah. The next sharp essay I make one of my students write, you know, the question is always, why is it still happening? And I'd be like, because fucking guys like Anthony Tomasso. <laughs> it's the only way you make best friends is by seeing their penis. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing I'm noticing, though, and I notice this with clients, too, is that when people have a good why, it almost never involves them. It involves yeah. people or populations they care about. And sometimes that's a hard lesson to learn. Like, sometimes it takes... It takes time to get to that point. I mean, me at mm-hmm. 16 years time in service, and I, I think it's only been within the last five, six years that the why became they need me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it. You get so caught up in your own 
I don't know, your own self-worth and, and trying to figure out, you know, how does the world see me and how does the, the rest of the military see me? I tell her this all the time. Just like, who fucking cares? You know, she's like, yeah, constantly just like, ah, I just, I know I looked like such a shit bag today and you will never. And I'm like, the good news is, is you have 30 days before you see them again. Like who <laughs> fucking cares? They're not going to remember. You Time know? to forget. I look like a shit bag. I think that's <laughs> something. I pull it together. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's something important you said too. Like, you know, like I think a lot of people have like, their deadline for coming up with this why yeah i mean as long as you're progressing it, it's going to come at some point let it develop it's just yeah you got to let it develop and mm-hmm. that takes time because you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you do a lot of different things in order to figure out what that is and it's and it's only natural we i mean we're human beings we're inherently selfish you yeah know it might I mean? change yeah. yeah yeah and i mean what you wanted as eight-year-old anthony is very <laughs> different than what you want now at 28-year-old anthony i still want to make pp promises he's like 33 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you get what i'm saying like it's not yeah i know you know, when you were eight, you know, your mother would have slapped you if you said anything about a PP promise. But, true. you know, <laughs> now you're just like, that's actually life, even man. years ago. I would never make these jokes because I was self-conscious about saying things like that. So, right. Yeah. But life events happen. Now I don't care. You yeah. know, now you've yeah. 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 Life, life events have happened yeah. and you're like, fuck this. It's too short. You know what I mean? And I realize can, I have friends like you guys who accept me for my weird, funny things I say. Yeah. Right. Like I used to accept feel weird. And appreciate. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. You're still not going to see my penis. <laughs> I'm just going to see it. Looks like you're One day you're going to have friends. a bad day. <laughs> That's right. And you don't have many bad days. You're going to have a bad day. And I'm just going to walk. I played off my anger today as a bad day. Yeah. And I'll just whip it out. <laughs> I was kind of going a little bit. What and did we'll, I say? We'll hug what pelvis to pelvis. What was I talking about today? People at work. Gingerly touched tips. Oh, yeah. It was uh, oh, everyone's, so everyone's hard until they have to be hard. <laughs> yeah. God. Yep. Next time so you get mad about people not being hard. I'll get hard for you. If this takes too long, I can hold them down for yeah. you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, uh, I don't know about that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty feisty when That's someone okay. holds me down. I've heard that before. The panic sets in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking the at fighter, Alex Bailey right now because flight. him and another dude, when I was like 150 pounds and they were both over 200 and one of them was a football player, tried to hold me down and give me a swirly mm. and I won. I at least didn't get a swirly. Well, I, did get, all, I did get thrown in a snowbank after I was carried down three sets of stairs. Brain. Did you just so crawfish right out of that situation? Oh, I was I was punching. <laughs> there, I mean, I was. Yeah, he he was like, I was like, or he was like, wait, wait, there's a wall, there's a wall, and I looked at the wall and then checked my hip, so I threw his head into it. Wow. <laughs> he was like trying to warn me about a wall, and I was like, perfect, a weapon. Like, <laughs> no, I was punching. Like, there was, I was legitimately punching. Like, you will not stick my head in a toilet. That's awesome. It's never gonna happen. At least you fight for the good things. The yeah. Oh no, I was like, I was like, when you see a dog getting a bath, and like all, all my limbs were like, <laughs> and when they let go one limb to grab another, it was just to shoot back up. They were not getting in that bathroom. Hmm. Yeah. Good luck. Also, kind of. Kind of weird. Challenge, <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. I have to lock my doors. <laughs> it's, not best, it's not a best friend when it's not consensual. Huh? It's not a best friend when it's not consensual. I don't put that. It doesn't have to be consensual to be best friends. <laughs> That's, wow. This is an unfortunate <laughs> conversation. Uh, and, and you just lost about eight listeners. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We're done. Yeah, <laughs> yep, we're done. This is it. This will um, come back to haunt us. Another little thing we were talking uh, you were talking about taking rest, and it just popped my brain. Um, I can't remember who I was listening to talk. It was like Jordan Peterson or something like that. And he was talking about uh, how a lot of people 
like when they take the rest, you know, they feel bad about it. Yeah. And the reason they feel bad about it usually is because they haven't worked hard enough to actually earn that rest. So right. they feel restless while they're wrestling, like while they're resting. They're like, I should be doing this. It's like, if you really, really push yourself and you've been going hard and you take that rest, you enjoy it. Like you yeah. really, yeah, really yeah. thoroughly enjoy it. And you don't feel like you're cheating yourself or other people from it because you've already given your all and you've earned that rest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's an ongoing joke in our house. Half the time is like, <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make a drink and just sit down and watch TV. And she's like, really? Yeah, really? And I'm like, yeah, I earned it. I, yeah. you know, and I tell myself that all the time. And I tell her that I'm like, yeah, we fucking earned it. Who gives a shit? She's like, we didn't do anything today. And I'm like, we've done everything today. Just sit down and drink a glass of wine and let's chill out. Like, I think, I think there is room too, though, that a lot of our culture <laughs> is <funny>. like, <laughs> looks at any laziness. Yeah. Like it's not okay. And a lot of people do get to that point where they're like addicted to the status of being a workaholic or something like that when they're not built to be a workaholic. But it's know? the same exact culture that's coming to you and they're showing you Instagram models, you know, and they're saying, this yeah. is what I want to look like. And you're like, yeah. cool, stop eating. It's definitely, yeah. it's definitely contextual and going person by person. Get yeah. a sugar daddy and get some sweet plastic Take steroids surgery. and stop right. eating. <laughs> yeah. So it's I mean, funny. the dynamic is actually different than I thought it would be in the household, by the way. I thought you'd be the one kind of making him chill. It seems like he's the one who's making you chill. Oh, I'm extremely high strung. Oh I'm very God. type A personality. I'm the, I'm the cool, calm, collected one. We're Dang. we're very much the same <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of ways, but and I I calm him down in certain aspects, but I'm sure I'm definitely the high strung one. Um, I <clears throat> I take a lot of things very personally that I probably shouldn't. Yep. And uh, I have a hard time with stuff, and he just tells me to calm down and. So there's balance. Stop there. worrying about You're it. You're the yeah, only man who gets away with that. Though. Yeah. Her, well, her I don't parents, like when he tells me to calm down. Her parents actually, yeah. her mom more than anybody makes a joke about it. And she's just like, there's no other person on the face of this planet that can just chill her the fuck out the way you can. Yeah. And I'm like, well, th but that's because I don't bullshit her. Like, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat or anything like that. I'm just like, hey, you need to get the fuck over it. Let it go. It's not worth it. You know? And. At first, she might be upset or, you know, she's like, don't tell me to calm down. And I'm like, then chill. You know, like, I can find any word you want me to tell you, but like, yeah. stop, <laughs> you know, just stop. And, uh, but there are times where, you know, you're worked up or you're, you're emotional and therefore you're irrational and you can't truly perceive the situation from a, from a bigger picture. You know what I mean? You yep. can't, yeah, you can't take everything in. You can't, you know, you're so tunnel visioned in that moment of just your own frustration and you know there are times where i just start talking to her and i can i can hear the heartbeat slowing and i can see her eyes dilating and the the vision <laughs> or you know the vision getting bigger and the horse blinders coming off and she's seeing the light again and she starts to look around like she's witnessing daylight for the first time again in a week and and it all just kind of settles and she's like damn it you know and yeah. one of her least favorite things to have to say on a daily basis and it's almost on a daily it basis is, is you're right you were right <laughs> you know? and uh so of course you Ryan's know we have this very big right now yeah i think yeah, he has he a recording somewhere that he just plays to himself <laughs> and he's saying that he's right but but at the same time i think uh, she has notes yeah. in her phone where if the day comes that i have to say she was right she's like i'm saving this we'll one. edit the yeah. part out where she said that's not true so. no, <laughs> the listeners deserve to know uh. so. Yeah. No, I think um, something that I found interesting back in the day, because I, I used to be a lot more reactive in that kind of direction. And like, I think it was my brother told me, he's like, hey, is it going to matter 10 hours from now? Is it going to matter 10 days from now? Is it going to matter 10 years from now? 
and that was like helpful and just being able to be like okay gain some perspective and that was kind of a mantra that actually worked for me and then meditation is amazing well and i i for the most part i'm very calm and collected about a lot of things but there Mm -hmm. are just certain things that just really get under my skin if if we're being honest i've never had to truly like be anything but myself and that's always been great and i haven't had a lot of conflict with that because i'm a very honest straightforward genuine person but um i'm in a i'm in a place of work right now where i don't mesh yeah me being a genuine person does not mesh with who they are and it's tough and i have a hard time and there are times i come home in tears because it's been a really rough freaking day yeah but at the end of the day he's like hey who cares well let it go and we're both kind of in weird situations too just from the perspective of like we're both new to the military and we're both in that officer position which is a i mean (laughs) a role of responsibility that if you're new to you're like yep. you know like we're if you're an nco and you've come up through the enlisted ranks and you've seen the roles versus coming in as an officer not being prior enlisted Imposters. it's different and there's eyes on you <laughs> yeah well and you know? and i mean you're more in a staff role right now but yeah i've been this is my third unit now so i've been staff i've been direct platoon leadership now i'm in a dual platoon leadership and staff role yeah and it's a lot and and they're like well why aren't you here why aren't you there why and it's like okay well there's one of me yeah satisfying technically three roles right now mm-hmm. so i don't how do you want me to split myself in thirds to satisfy everything that you guys need from me right now because i need to focus on my 24 medics who are my soldiers that i'm directly responsible for but then i also need to focus on the staff piece for everything else that i do so it's it's hard and every soldier has their personal issues and things that they're dealing with. And as the PL or the officer in that you're responsible for it and you're responsible for those people. And I have one soldier right now who has to check in with me daily because they've got a lot going on and they need to know that they're okay. So it's, you carry that stuff home with you. There's no way to avoid that. So Ryan is my balance in that. Well, and it's, it's crazy because like, I think there's a lot of people that join the military that don't have people. Oh, absolutely. And then you become their people. And it's it's crazy to think about like it it is kind of like this family mm-hmm. because I was thinking about this uh, just on the drive home on Sunday from drill. Um, long story short, I had to leave early because my, my grandma's passing away. You know, she's 94. It's her, kind of a process. And I had a nail in my tire <laughs> and it was a constant problem because my truck was the, uh, the range truck for the weekend. So it was just in and out. And I've got people's gear in there. I don't know who it is. How long has this nail been in your tire? It, we got it when we were there. It developed okay, there. Well, yeah. So I don't know because one time Alan, not Alan, Adam I, had a nail in his tire or something like that for months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't used to having a vehicle that didn't have problems, so I felt more comfortable uh. <laughs> with a vehicle that needed regular service. But was anyway, I was, I was driving home, um, and I realized that there was it wasn't leaking, and I couldn't figure it out. And I was just like, someone just took care of it. You know, and like I, I was just, I was rolling it through my head. I'm like, man, someone just like went and took care of it. And like, for whatever reason, like that ended up being extremely helpful for me to get home in time and be with my family, you know? And that was just a cool thing. And then I called Ryan and I was like, Hey, did you go to the, did you bring my truck to the service bay? And he goes, depends why you're asking. (laughs) I was like, well, the nail's fixed. And he's like, yeah, I, I just tapped the nail in so that it actually sealed so that it wasn't an issue. And then you can get it fixed later. To which I responded, 
I love it when you fill my holes, Ryan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Michaela basically just said that she has a solo threesome with herself every drill. If you listen to that closely. Oh yeah. Lord. I was like, this bitch is cheating on me <laughs> <laughs> with her. I looked at Ryan, I looked at him like, huh. <laughs> But you were yeah. like in the zone. I was like, all right, I'm going to drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's save the joke. Let's see. We can come back. Yeah. We'll, Only we'll you two back. can take it there every single time. <laughs> I was like, absolutely. Does not matter what the subject see? is. But I practiced my willpower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fear and discipline. Like, every time oh. I don't say that's what she said and like it warrants it, I get like the tiniest little aneurysm in my head. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a painful process to hold that back. So I don't. But to what, like what you were saying though, like, you know, um, you you hear it in the military, they make the joke. It's like, uh, you know, people are like, damn, that's a really good officer. And you're like, well, you know, behind every good officer is a great NCO type of thing. But yeah. it was like you and I talked about on the drive earlier today, you know, you were like, I was, I was not angry, but I was frustrated. And I yeah. text you and another Lieutenant and I basically ripped into you too about like, Hey, you're failing to do your fucking job here basically. Yeah. And, and uh, you were like, I'm on the way. I'm going to fix this. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do what I have to do. I'll take care of it. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to solve this. And I was trying to hold the other guy accountable. And you were like, no, it's on me. And I was like, no, nah, it's on both of you. But, yeah, you know, we'll figure it out. And uh, so you showed up to my house. You closed out the documentation and everything. And we jumped in the vehicle and we drove to go turn it in. And uh, it, it's not an easy, convenient drive, but we did it. Yeah. But, you know, you right away, you were like, oh, man, I wish I wish our first sergeant would do basically what you just did, you know, yeah. fucking hold me accountable and tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Teach me this stuff. I think I told you on the drive up there. Yeah. Back on to Hastings too. Yep. I was like, I just need like someone to tear into me, the mentorship. Right. You know? But then it was, uh, again, like you said, YouTube, you can do officers trying to learn the new dynamics and things like that. And I broke it all down for you. And you're like, wow, that makes so much more sense now. And, uh, but it, it's the same thing. It goes back to what I was saying. Like you just have this, this tunnel vision of frustration of like, God, how yeah. the fuck do I, how do I improve? How do I get better at what I'm doing? How do I, yeah, how do I maintain my motivation to this service to, to want to be here and want to do this? And how do I maintain my why when I don't even know why I'm fucking, you know, what my job is? I don't yeah. know the, I don't know the what, I don't know the who, I don't know the where and the when and, you know, how the fuck am I supposed to know my why, you know? But, and then I just, I explained just simple structure and how it all works. And you were like, <laughs> and it was the same thing. You know, you could see the heartbeat slowing and the, yeah. your, your peripherals open up and you're like, I, I see the light again, you know? And it's like that, that makes so much more sense, you know? And now that I understand that I can chill the fuck out a little bit and I know how to approach this and get what I'm looking for. Yep. But there's not a lot of that, you know, there's not enough of that sometimes. And it's like you guys being in the role that you're in, right? It's you're not a personal trainer, you're a coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, and that's the role of a coach. A coach is to take the time to mentor, develop and guide a team to make, uh, to meet the, you know, the overall goal of that team as a whole. It's not, yeah. you know, mentorship, mentorship comes from a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that's why, that's why you guys call it personal training, right? I'm your personal trainer. I personally belong to you, but you don't personally belong to me, right? You belong to her and you belong to him and you belong to that guy, right? And you're a personal trainer to so many different persons, right? So it's like, it's not personal anymore. But if you just yeah. say, I'm your fucking coach today, right? And I'm, I, you're part of a team now, right? Mm -hmm. You're one of multiple clients I have and all of you collectively are a team, right? But each of you have your own individual goals and contributions you can make to the greater good of the team. 
Okay. And I'm the coach here. So my job is to help you all meet that goal to win the game. Basically. Um, some of you, it's going to happen faster. Some of you are going to be star athletes. Some of you are going to get benched a few times. Like it is what it is, but that's the way of the game and that's the dynamic. And so I never liked the saying of, you know, the term personal trainer. And it's just, it's the same thing of like, a personal trainer is kind of selling a product. Exactly. And a coach is like someone that's on your team. Correct. Right. Right. And so that to me is more personal than quote unquote, a personal trainer. So one to your credit, what you were just saying, like, you know, like you brought some information to me that allowed me to like cross the barrier of frustration into knowledge, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what coaches do is like, you know, like, every person who walks into my office is frustrated about something and doesn't understand why they're not getting results. Yep. And, and I that, give them and that's information why they come to us. Yeah. yeah. And then and they get a the, path and, forward. Yeah. You know? And end of the day, that's, that's the reason for your why, you know what I mean? If yeah. you, the more, you know, the more empowered you feel and the harder you work for it. Right. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. knowing why and knowing how mm-hmm. go hand in hand. And if you know why you want it, but you don't know how to get it, you lose your reason why, right? Yeah. You All lose right. that motivation. But as soon as someone like you comes along, that's that coach that that shows you how, right? Your why just gets stronger and stronger and stronger and it develops, you yep. know, and that's same in the military. That's the role. That's the NCO job. You know, that's I'm there to develop, to guide, to mentor, yeah. to coach constantly. And I know? think part of that is because you actually get to produce action on Correct. your why. Like yep. you can have a why and it's going to change once you start producing <clears throat> actions. And like when you see the results of it, you know, it starts to grow and it becomes deeper and it, right. it becomes more important to you well, and, and, again, and it changes. And again, it's a, it's, it's a smart goal, right? It's measurable. Mm-hmm. The second, second step in all of that, you're, you're being specific and you're measuring it every step of the way. And you want to measure success. You want to measure improvement. You want to measure, you know, uh, just how attainable it really is, if it's realistic and how much yeah. time you need for it. it you know, make a time mm-hmm. bound set. You know, it's just like we, we have training events coming up, right? That we we're time yes, we bound. Do. We know the physical year training, right? So we know what's coming. We know when it's happening. We know what the expectations are. And so there are certain things that we have to attain along the way. And they're not unrealistic goals set by us or set for us. You know, standards and conditions, taskings that we have to complete, things yeah. like that. They're very realistic things to our overall essential tasking and what our mission is and what we're supposed to be accomplishing. And so you know, every step of the way, we, we have a way of measuring that. Are we meeting that? You know, are yeah. we are we attaining the, the end state results here that we need in order to successfully complete this overall mission for the year? Yep. And I think you shouldn't be afraid to, like, get emotional with your why either. Absolutely. Because, like, a smart goal, smart goals are a good way of, like, a how, too, yep. you know? Um, I know for me, like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm so visually minded, and I'm kind of like a natural romantic in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what I'm built for. I'm built for allegory and stuff like that. I remember the first year I wrote out goals. Um, one of my goals was get stupid. That's all it said. And to me, it was, I use the word, yeah, I, <laughs> I use the word stupid as in like uh, for fitness. I was like, I wanted to be stupid fit. Yeah. And it was the first year I jumped into CrossFit. It was the first year, like, I took my fitness to a ridiculous level as far as weightlifting goes and got away from, like, just, just running all the time. And there was there was impact to that. You know what I mean? Um, another goal, which was specific in a certain way, the, the first goal was meditate 365. I wanted to meditate every day that year. And that had impact to me because I was, like, a whole year of doing something like this. You know what I mean? Something that has that importance. But it was after I had something that was just a simple sentence, like the simple sentence you keep in your in mm-hmm. your pocket, you know, that I started 
looking at okay well now it does have to i do have to get to the specifics i do have to get to the measurable side and and write out like how do i actually achieve this impactful statement or this this avatar or this goal you know and i think i think people should think in those terms like think in terms of if you had to write out your own future greatness like how would you write it yeah. you know what would it actually look like and what impact would it have on you and on others yeah. you know i also think it's important that people have like regular regular check-ins and we have in the army we have the after action report aar we have the same um, thing in coaching you know yeah you have regular check-ins yep yep and it's it's also like a stoic thing what went well what didn't go well what needs to change you know um, i have those three questions as far as the specifics but for the things that have like impact i uh did kind of this journaling thing where i was like if i'm going to ask myself three questions on my deathbed yeah like what three questions do i want to answer like what are going to have the most like the most importance to me that I have no regrets. And it was, was I present? That's, that is extreme importance to me. Was I useful? And did I love? Yeah. Those are like my three questions that I check in every day and say, you know, did, did I hit these or not? And there's days that it's a no. There's days where it's like, I wasn't useful. You know, I know I wasn't useful. There's days where I'm like, I know I spent every free moment on my phone. And more importantly and worse, I spent moments where other people needed my attention yeah not paying attention i yep. was not present yep you know and it, it becomes like a regretful thing yep. there was there's days where i put my own wants in front of other people's needs that wasn't a loving act you know right and those i think those are things that like if you can get those three questions you know if you ask yourself what are the three questions i'm gonna ask myself on my deathbed is it is it i didn't get that mansion no very unlikely that i make that I make millions every year. Yeah. No, very unlikely. You're going to find your why if you actually put it up against, you know, the ultimate thing, which is the fact that your life's going to end one day, whether you like it or not. And it's most very much, most likely not going to be on your own terms, you know, and those are questions worth asking. We did a, uh, it was in a previous unit and I had a, I had a platoon sergeant and he went around to everybody and he said, I'm, I'm going to give you the word. I'm, I'm going to tell you a word that I feel best describes you. And I want you to explain to me why that word <clears throat> describes you. And some of us, you know, we were just like, what if we disagree with your word choice for how to describe us? You know, what if, what if you call me a douchebag and I just don't feel like I'm a douchebag, you know, or whatever yeah. it may be. But he was like, I'm, I'm going to give you the word, you know, whether it's asshole, if it's smart ass, if it's genius, if it's timid, you know, whatever it may be, I'm going to give you the word. And you have to explain to me why it is that you think I perceive you that way. What about you makes you perceived that way? And uh, the very first time he did it, I was caught off guard at first. I It wasn't a surprise. The word choice was not a surprise, but I was caught off guard as to how to explain it because I was like, fuck, I don't really know why I am this way, but he's right and uh he literally wrote it all on a piece of paper and he walked around and handed everybody their word and he said on the same piece of paper i want you to explain the why and from that it turned into kind of a quote that i created for myself and uh i always hung on to that for the longest time i have it saved in my notes and it's it's part of what helped me develop my why of because they need you um and the fuck you basically that the whole fuck them all like i got rid of that mentality after i came up with this and that's when i i started the whole because they need me but he handed me a piece of paper. I opened it up and it says stoic. 
<laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> and at first I was like, this motherfucker, you know, like, fuck you. You don't know me. But he was right. You know, it was like stoic. Like, yeah. And I, I literally had to Google the word stoic and like truly understand the meaning behind it and everything like that. And I was like, hey, he's not wrong. But the explanation I came up with and he said, you, you know, you have to the end of the day, close a business. I want my piece of paper back and you need to explain to me why you are what I say you are. And, uh, you know, he was like, if you disagree with me and you can present a good argument, you know, tell me the word you think better fits you and why. And uh, I was one of the last ones to turn it in. And I, I, I couldn't think of anything. And uh, so everybody's handing in their piece of papers to him. And he comes up to me and he was like, what do you got for me? And I said, I, I don't know what to tell you. And he said, well, what makes you so damn stoic? And I said, I, I don't know. And he was like, you just seem numb. And I said, well, I'm stoic because I'm numb to the pain. And he goes, well, how are you so numb to pain? And I said, because I'm in pain all the time. And he was like, well, that's it then. So now you need yeah. to figure out why. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. So I wrote that down, right? Mm-hmm. I wrote down, I am stoic because I am numb to the pain. <clears throat> I'm numb to the pain because I'm always in pain. That came from a deeper meaning in the sense of like, yes, I'm physically in pain, <clears throat> but I'm not just physically in pain. I have so many people that are like, I wish I had the pain tolerance you have. And it's like, well, you don't, stoic you don't want what it takes. To <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you, you don't want this pain, you know, yeah. but, uh, it was a upbringing. It was lifestyle. It was things like that. And it was like, you know, it was emotional pain. It was a lot of baggage of things that I held on to and things like that. And so as time went on and I developed as the leader that I am and I started becoming the mentor and the guide and the coach and, you know, fulfilling that role and realizing that I have more to contribute, more to offer, more that I'm supposed to be doing. I figured out my why. And it was, you know, they, they need you like they fucking need you. And so from that, I kind of just held on to that stoic and, in the time of be, of fulfilling my why, the pain has subsided. You know what I mean? Like, you start letting go of all that baggage. You start forgetting yep. all of the all of the things and the reasons behind why you're so damn stoic, right? Or for me anyway, why I was stoic, and uh, you know why was I so numb to this pain that I was constantly in, and what caused me to constantly be in that pain? And you know, like I said, as I as I find that motivation in my why, and I start to fulfill that, and time goes on the pain subsides and it's just gone now. And so in the last almost decade, I have lived a much just happier life. I've gone through my trials and tribulations. I've still dealt with issues. I've still had things to overcome. I can definitely say within the last five years, I've been at my happiest. Right. And so that's just, it's been a huge turnaround for me. You should say you're (laughs) welcome. Michaela. I mean, you are welcome. (laughs) And so that was, you know, and it's not, it's not meant to sound like a, a you know, a, a discredit or an insult to her, but like kind of watching the things she was dealing with coming into the military new and, um, you know, wanting to understand things and me having to almost uh, inadvertently mentor her on how to handle things and deal with situations and things like that, you know, and she was grateful to that. But at the same time, she was like, my fucking boyfriend's telling me how to deal with this shit in the military and whatever. But she's like, at the same time, you are kind of a subject matter expert and you've dealt with it, whatever. But it was one of those things of like, now I'm becoming this mentor, this coach, and this guide to someone who truly matters to me, somebody I'm actually deeply in love with, you know, yeah. and I love my soldiers, I love my, you know, my subordinates and my peers and, you know, all of that. But, you know, this is somebody that like, I, I will fucking die for them and I'll die for my soldiers any day, but I will kill for her. You've you know seen what her I mean? penis. 
Yeah, if, you know, <laughs> she's seen my penis. So, Damn, but that's you know, love. It's much bigger than all of yours. <laughs> but you know, there's a. It's not hard. It's, it's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference between you know, obviously, in a combat situation with your subordinates and your peers and others standing next to you in that mission. Obviously, you're going to kill, but you're not killing for them. You're killing yeah. for each other. You know, you're killing to stay alive. You're killing to complete the mission, whatever it may be. But to say you'll die for them, you know, that's love. Like, yeah, I'll jump in front of a bullet for you because, I, you know, we either all go home together or you go home without me. But, like, you know, you're going home and everybody has that same mentality. And from that, you will protect each other. But but to say I will fucking kill for you, like, that's a different level, you know. And, yep. like, I will, you know, I if it means the rest of my life in prison, I will end you right fucking now if you threaten her life. You know, it's just one of those things. And that's but through that, obviously, that only develops that why that much more of you know it goes beyond that and of course i have kids you know and my kids absolutely need me i don't think for one second that they'd be better off without me or anything like that you know so i try to trade i try to stay very relevant and very constant and very consistent with them and and you know i pass down my knowledge and whatever to them and i protect them and i remind them about the stupid decisions that they make and the, the danger they put themselves in and all of this stuff and you know that's the job and that's the job every step of the way and every day and it, it doesn't end you know i don't take the uniform off go home and go all right i'm done yep. i'm done working i'm done i'm done doing my job i'm done fulfilling my why it's time to just be about me right now like it never ends you know it, it you have to apply it in everything that you do in everyday life all <clears> the time so i, I think, think that's yeah, the greatest motivator oh yeah i think those roles and those avatars are really motivating too like I was, I was just thinking like the last three, four months, I'm like, okay, I'm 30. Like, I know I want to be a husband. I know I want to be a father, you know? And I mean, I, I'm super grateful with the life I have, like after the weekend we had and, and the additional stuff on the family side, knowing I had to work at 5 a.m. on Monday didn't bother me at all because yeah. I absolutely love being a coach. Yeah. I went in there on little sleep and I was more than happy to go in. Didn't bug me one bit, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm no problem working this week with, with, you know, on the family stuff, but nonetheless, like the other things that I'm responsible for and the army is the same way. Like I feel extremely grateful to be able to do what I do, but things like taxes, you know, um, <laughs> that nobody wants to do like, uh, Alex here knows that if I don't want to do something, I generally don't fucking do it. Yeah. Like it's, it's just a way I've always been, you know, I've, I've kind of been obstinate to to things that don't have a why and don't have purpose the the shortest jobs i've ever had were jobs that just didn't fucking matter to me right you know what i mean or that you had to wear a suit too every day oh yeah (laughs) i I actually told crumb this story um my grandfather wore a suit every day i watched this man mow the lawn in slacks and he's like i'm gonna have to die for you to wear a suit that's what he said to me so the day of his funeral, I was in his closet looking for a suit that fit. <laughs> I wore his own suit to his funeral. I thought he'd get a good laugh out of that. But that's something just in the last few months I've been thinking about wanting to be a husband and a father one day was like, you know, a father wouldn't act this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're a single guy and you can get away with it. But if this is who you want to be, why don't you start acting like it right now? Yeah. Do the things that need done that you don't want to do that don't matter to you because you're going to need to fucking do them. Like who else is going to do them when you've got kids and that shit needs done. Yeah. And the consequences go beyond you. You Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And that was, that was just like a, 
that was kind of like a new why of like, okay, if you're going to be this person, why not prepare now? Do you really want to go into this unprepared? Do you really go into anything else unprepared? Like you're about to go in unprepared. I'm like, well, no, you don't. Okay. Well then you've got some cognitive dissonance about this. And it was like, I'm, I'm assigning my role as a childless father in a certain way, you know, do you want to borrow one? No. Okay. I don't. <laughs> he has two. Yeah. I'm good. I get one more than the other one. I could loan him out to you. <laughs> and he mostly just likes to play video games anyway, so he's pretty oh, easy. Oh, he'd have a heyday with you guys. Yeah. Oh, he'd go in the VR room. Yeah. Yep. No, because I'm going to raise my kids without video games, surprisingly. We'll see. They'll be like 12 before they like ever. That. I think you should do that. I, I like that the same Pat Jera, man. Uh, there yeah. will not be a TV in my house. Yeah, Pat and Jerry However, don't have a TV. I mean, they have a TV, but they don't let her watch anything. We huh? will play Magic the She Gathering. is the most Ooh. intelligent two and a half year old girl she speaks two languages sure no you talked about that movie captain (laughs) fantastic and how they said you were gonna be the dad i was like i was like crumb this is like and i told you about hippie me i'm like you have no idea this is definitely like how i'd raise my kids like the farm honestly that movie is very much my me as a teenager i dated a gal who gave me on every little thing gave me packets of seeds to garden with I like it because I would have, I had this notebook where I'd constantly draw <clears throat> out how I would form an acreage <laughs> and where I would plant what and what I would put there. That was my fun thing to do as a 15 year old. Well, <clears throat> when you get that family, there you go. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen. Yep. And I'm going to have lots of kids who do work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're going to be your children though. They will. Uh, I've kind of accepted. I'll probably be a stepdad. Okay. On top of a normal dad. On top of okay. a normal dad. I don't think that changes child labor laws, so you know. Yeah. I don't think it's child labor laws when they're working your farm. It's not. I mean, if they're your children. Your children. Oh, my stepchildren I hate a lot more than my real <laughs> children. I was able to work at our family restaurants because I was a family member. At really? Like age 12. Just or pay you under the table. That's what they did for I me. I was going to say, I had it's a full-time job at 12. I, I was working under the table. I did jobs at, at my family's business since i was like i had a paycheck and i did stuff of course at nine they can just pay you in booster packs for pokemon cards Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i took them that was my currency man. pokemon was everything then no but um i don't know this has been insightful interesting you need to be on more podcasts and so do you and you guys should start yeah of course you guys should start your own podcast at some point i'll have to nobody would want to listen to that when ryan and michaela first met was a good story as well you should call it him teaching her something you should call it who's right you decide (laughs) 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 and have a survey for each one i think it's (laughs) i think it's funny listening to ryan talk about him being stoic because i think anybody who knows him now would still agree that he's stoic but so seeing his change has been very interesting to me i will say the first few times i met ryan i would say that but now that i've come to know him fairly well I, I don't, know he's a very jokey man. I don't think Ryan would like the word I had for him when I first met him. Tell I us. Think, I think I'd love the word. You'd I would like to Anthony know. knows the word. What? Starts with an M. Melancholy. Oh, yeah. Melancholy. That was the first way I described you. Because I remember him telling me about you. And I was like, so like Eeyore? <laughs> and I think I said that it was like it was a little Eeyore because we came off that range. And, you were, and I'd come up to you and I'd said, that is the best training I've had in the military on weapons, bar none. And you were like. I thought it went pretty terrible. <laughs> and like you kind of had your head down a little bit and I was like, no, no, no. I was yeah, like, that, was that, was a, that was a long shitty day for me. Like I didn't, I didn't accomplish a, 
a tenth of what I wanted to. And there yeah. were so many things just hindering it. And I mean, you were there. I had to fucking drop everybody and tell them to get in front and rest because I wasn't getting I remember that. results or anything like that. I mean, I was, I was a total asshole that day. And I'm an asshole just most days. Day? But like yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was pissed that day. You, you were coming down on people. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. But then like the minute we started talking about like I was just asking you questions, you like stood taller and started like talking about training and then you start talking about yeah i'm actually starting a business with ranges i was like cool let's sign up four <laughs> weeks we later yeah <laughs> uh, you're like i need at least five people and i was like i'll work on it <laughs> i was like marketing <laughs> I'm like you guys gotta come with me you guys gotta come with me got all these people going and that's how this started Thank a you. love story for the history books it yeah. really is yeah and now they have pp promises about to the journal he's so jealous about this damn he's pretty upset <sighs> He was. You well, you did call him sleep? out of the blue and say, "Hey, oh. Anthony." I did. I did take the time to call him and let him know twice. My experience. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a called serious me twice over move. the weekend. I know. He told me when he got. <laughs> that was like one of the first things he told me when I when he got home. I was like, "Hi, good to see you too." I was like in the middle of a workout the second time he called. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, was like I had like uh, it was 225 pounds on my back, and I was going for like max reps. <laughs> I think it was like at 20 or something like that, and you call him like. Hey, what's up? Got <laughs> 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 up and down because I had it, like my phone on me for a heart rate monitor. Yeah, I was like keeping yeah. track of it, and I was like, I'm obsessed right now, which is why I got the watch too. But Hell yeah, yeah. rubbing in my face, he's like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings about. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I and I told, I told you too. I left, it, I left him this big long voicemail, and fucking <laughs> yeah. Adam's like borderline crying as he's listening to me leave this voicemail to you. And then I was great. like, watch him say some shit like he can't access his voicemail. And then sure enough, <laughs> he sends me this text. He's like, hey, dude, sorry, I was working. What's up? And I was like, it's all in the voicemail. And he's like, ha, I don't have access to that. I was like, motherfucker. How, how do you not have access to your voicemail? All you have to do is set it up. Yeah, Hit the to. set up button. <laughs> I don't care to. Dude, You're like a 95-year-old man. Oh No, I just, the people I want to talk to, I, I will call back or text back. Here's the other thing he does. I'll, he'll go see somebody like his cousin Caleb. Like, tell Caleb, I say, hey, he'll be like, no. I will not. You tell her. He's like, you wow. can tell her yourself. And then I forget all the time because it's the polite, <laughs> it's the polite Nebraska thing to do. And I'm like, hey, tell Kayla. So he goes, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> that was response. a very good impression of him. That's what, yeah. Well, it was pretty dead on. Time together. <laughs> I won't do it. He won't. Yeah. He'll never say hi to somebody for me. Yeah. It's not wow. his place. Are you going? You're going to the rec on Thursday too? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't, see, I didn't see you say yes to it. So I didn't know if you were. I did. He did. Yeah, okay. Who's your plus one? Uh, Jason Sally. He's uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, he's been doing the brute with me. He owns a couple uh, truck. He owns uh, Lube and Go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> he owns Lube and Go. Uh, so like he'll, he does like oil changes and all sorts of stuff. Like you come to your house, your work, whatever, do like brakes, oil, like right at your work. Um, oh, he just did just my, talking about that. Dude, it's so nice. Uh, he did my oil. Hey, well, I was at harvest but of course, day. tell him no funny business. She's proficient in taking yeah. care of herself, clearly. <laughs> yeah. wow. Solo three sums at Drew. That is never going to die now. That's never. Good. I mean, you fulfill three positions all on your own. <laughs> I try that, but I'm just not flexible enough. <laughs> I've been doing some yoga, so yeah, pretty flexible. You there can you do go. it. All you right. That. I forgot. Uh, you can check out Ryan Crum at ghost underscore tactician on instagram oh yeah this podcast was brought to you today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or specter dot concepts um and then your website's live right no the website's not live oh. we uh we've been telling everybody we didn't this. i know I've been li- every time i listen to it i'm like you motherfuckers but i 
it's fine. It's it's going up. We we're actually meeting with uh, Pat Tucker on Thursday. To Patrick, don't call him Pat. Yeah, he hates Pat. He hates it. Pat's a woman's name. That's exactly what he told me, and I laughed when Adam told me that same story. Yep. Okay, so we're meeting Patty Tucker on Thursday <laughs> <laughs> uh, to uh, tell him if he's got a problem with it, he can hit me up. Uh, <laughs> no, we're meeting with Patrick like on Thursday. motherfucker. <laughs> meeting up with Patrick on Thursday to uh, talk about, you know, best bank accounts to use, things like that, or whatever for the business. And Cool. Because Chris and I were like, we got to stop paying for the shit out of our own pocket, trying to track it all and everything. We're about to do taxes, and we're both dreading it. So yeah. we're like, let's set up the bank account. And now when we pay the subscription to launch the website, we're going to pay it out of that bank account so we can track it. And it's a business account. It's not our own personal funds, things like that. So it will be live shortly after oh, Thursday. Trust awesome. trust us. We know this process all too well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was the same deal. Remember, we were trying to get ours up for a few months, critiquing everything to like your specific standards before it launches because you want it to be a certain way. And finally, we're just like, we got to get it going now. And then we'll yeah. have to critique it as we're working. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise it'll never be done. We've also yep. been at a point too where we're like, there's not a huge rush because like April we're just I'm slim packed and it's like I don't know when we're gonna fit a course in and you know Chris is like oh, I could maybe do one but I don't know if I could do it by myself like we should probably start in June and I was like yeah we're gonna launch a bunch of classes in June and then we're both gonna be gone all of July into August and it's like fuck we need to just, yep. we need to just go we need to just hit the ground running and hope <laughs> for the best like we need to just take off with it because we know what we're doing we know what we want to put out there so let's just yeah fucking put it out there and go you want to so. go 19 days earlier like i have to no you're on your own for that but damn it yep for advon for torch what's torch that's where i have to draw all of the equipment before i even draw billets which is advon they didn't even ask me about that for uh louisiana i would have laughed them out of the room do I want the to go with you? Do I want to go with you, or do you need me to go with you? What are we really asking? Well, here? I know one of those. I get what I want, so I need you to come. <laughs> <with> me. <laughs> oh, but I need you to be at home to help coordinate some things, and I think um, I trump him. So uh, you see, listen, you see this? You see how this is working? No, <laughs> because God damn it. because they need you. <laughs> see, actually, <laughs> see how that happens? Yeah. You see, see, non doesn't mind sound better though. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh shit! You anyway, thank you all for listening. Yep. Uh, this has been brought Check to you by Ghost Tactician. <laughs> yep. Check us out at thefitaf.com uh, and Gamified Fitness on Facebook. We will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye.